0: Life is a journey of exploration, learning, and growth. Basically, the world is full of fascinating stuff. Join me, Aristides Marousis, as I uncover interesting facts and discuss big ideas on Stuff Explained from the Motley Experience. Experience your world. Hello, everybody. On this episode of Stuff Explained, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Uh, So this is going to be the very first big idea episode, and the reason I do these is that in addition to the interesting facts and histories that I cover in the more standard type of episodes, I do think it's important to discuss these larger concepts that, if we're able to learn and maybe even embrace, can actually be quite life-changing. I know that's been my experience these last couple months, which is why I want to start off the very first... Big Idea episode, 4 Stuff Explained, exploring wellness in mind, body, and soul. So wellness can be pretty all-encompassing. So I'm going to divide it into three different pillars, as I mentioned before, mind, body, and soul. I'm going to start off with body first, however. And the reason for starting off with body first is because that for the last I'd say 3 decades about physical fitness has really taken over the psyche of this country and most western countries and you know it's spreading across the world the importance of physical fitness. Now this has come across a lot in different fad diets and different exercises and so on and so forth. But at the core, the importance of physical wellness is diet and movement. So with diet, I don't mean a specific kind of diet, I just mean what you are consuming, what you are putting into your body. Is it healthy? Is it not healthy? Are you making conscious decisions about the food you are digesting? You're either in one of two groups of people. You're either in a group that has a specific goal in mind. It could be to lose weight. It could be to bulk up. And if you're doing that, then um, I would look for professional uh, dietitian help. Look online. There's plenty of resources there. If you are just trying to maintain a certain weight or just eat healthier, you don't necessarily need any particular diet. Again, I'm not a professional dietitian, so if you have any further questions, go seek professional help for this, uh, a consultation. What I'm saying instead is what I think of as a bit more common sense approach to food. So there's this ancient Greek saying, "Ban metron Ariston," and that means everything in moderation. So say, for example, you're out for lunch and you have a burger, fries, and a coke. There's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Again, unless you have very specific, a uh, very specific outcome in mind. If you don't and you do that, that's fine. But then maybe don't get dessert after. Or when you have dinner, maybe skip having soda a second time or skip dessert again. It's just making those conscious des- uh, decisions of, okay, I had a decent amount of, of fat and sugar at this meal. Let me not do that again. Maybe let me just have a chicken salad or some ch- uh, grilled chicken and vegetables later on uh, or something along those lines and you're not counting calories, you're not weighing your food, you're just making conscious decisions. For the most part, all of us have a general idea of what's healthy and what's not healthy. It's more of putting that into practice. And sometimes it can be difficult to put that into practice just because of how busy we are, or how easy it is to go for the unhealthier options. So instead of preparing a healthy meal yourself, it's a lot easier just to go to that drive-through for five minutes and pay like ten bucks for some fast food, versus spending you know maybe half an hour in the grocery store. But it's all about making those conscious decisions and that conscious effort. There's a saying that you know nothing worthwhile comes easy, and I, I do think there's something to that when it comes to wellness in general, but also if we're going to use it in this specific case, eating healthy and moving on to movement exercise. So we're going to leave the diet behind. Again, the takeaway of diet is just everything in moderation. If you want to have a little bit of a cheat day here, there, that's fine. It's better to do that in my opinion, than go for weeks starving yourself of no carbs and then going crazy one day and then getting sick because of it with movement. Not everyone needs to run several miles first thing in the morning. Not everyone needs to go and lift a bunch of weights. You don't have to do it. It's great if you do. It may even be better for you if you do. But the key is movement in general. Now, movement will look different to different people. We each have different metabolisms, biologies, uh, different genetic makeups, different illnesses, injuries and so on and so forth. We're all at different ages and stages in our life. We have access to different things. We have different time schedules. For some people, going for a walk every day could be enough. For other people, you might have to do a bunch more cardio. You might have to do weightlifting. It really varies depending on your goals. Again, I'm not a fitness expert. I just know what's worked for me and what my personal goals are. So again, if you're just looking to maintain a healthy body in general, these are just some key concepts to take away. If you want to become a bit more advanced or you have specific ideas in mind of what you want, if it's a lot of weight loss, if it's a lot of muscle gain, then go online, seek professional uh, advice, help uh, for the best results. Going back to what I'm saying, though, with movement, it could be walking, it could be stretching, it could be a bit more advanced yoga, it could be running, swimming, lifting weights, dancing even, even if all you do is just dance um, on a very regular basis, that could be enough for you. The key is just to get all parts of your body moving, try to keep yourself limber, strong. Now, strong doesn't mean you need to have a lot of muscle, but what you do have be strong, be able to control your own body. Basically, what we want to do is keep the blood and oxygen flowing, keep limber, uh, keep strong, keep everything working. And by doing this, we actually help our mental health, which is the next topic. The key, however, to having uh, wellness in body is the combination of diet and movement. If you only have one piece, you don't have full body health. If you're doing plenty of movement but you're eating crap, you're not going to get the best outcome. Just like if you're eating very healthy and you're not moving at all, you know, that's probably if you're going to have one and not the other, that might be honestly the best approach to at least be eating healthy because, you know, you need those nutrient nutrients for general health anyways and to stave off sicknesses. But you really, really, really do need both if you're going to have a complete wellness of body. And if you have complete wellness of body, it's a lot easier to have wellness in mind, which is the next pillar. So the mind wellness pillar is a mixture of thoughts, and emotions. The thoughts are pretty straightforward. It's what you think, it's how you perceive yourself, it's how you perceive the world. A lot of this comes down to self love, uh, which might sound like emotion and it's definitely mixed in there. Thoughts and emotions are all mixed in because they're all parts of the brain. The brain is conjuring these things. And so if you want a healthy mind, you need to work on the healthy body, of course, but if we're just going to focus on the mind, We need to start off with how we speak to ourselves. We need to speak to ourselves in a healthy and loving manner. And this might sound a little weird to some people, but trust me, from my own personal experience, this has helped tremendously. And what I've realized is that if you're not speaking to yourself in a healthy manner without realizing it, you're not speaking as well as you could be. You're not facing the world, encountering the world as well as you could be uh, because of that. You essentially set a low bar for what discussions should sound like, for what discourse should sound like. And even if you're speaking to someone else and to you it sounds great because at some level you're comparing it to how you've spoken to yourself or maybe you came up in an abusive environment and you're just comparing it to that because that's your bar. Other people who maybe have healthier boundaries, healthier conversations with themselves and loved ones are gonna be offended, are gonna be pushed away. So it ends up affecting relationships that you have, they could be professional, they could be just friendships, they could be romantic relationships. It all begins with the type of discourse, the type of tone, the type of words you use when you have those private conversations with yourself. So that's the first step, you need to really get a hold of that. The next step is just realizing that your thoughts are just that they're thoughts, they're not reality. And meditation helps a ton with both the the thought aspect and the emotional aspect. And many people are turned off by the idea of meditation if they haven't tried it yet themselves. I was one of those people until I felt like I had no other option but to do it. The main reason people are pushed away is because how am I supposed to quiet my mind for more than two seconds? It's impossible. And it gets frustrating. Then you just feel crappy about yourself. Well, that's not what meditation is. I like to compare meditation to sky gazing or cloud gazing. When you're lying on your back, looking up at the sky, you see the big, beautiful blue sky. That's the background quiet in your brain. That's what you're trying to get to. Now, while you're doing that, you're going to see clouds come by. Now you look at the clouds, you don't pretend they're not there. You see that they're there. The key though is to not follow the clouds. The clouds are your thoughts. Some days are cloudier than others. The key is to do your best, to see through to that blue sky. Now, some days are just completely overcast. You can't see the blue sky at all, but it's important to know that it is still there. At the end of the day, no matter how cloudy the day is, the blue sky is still right behind there. So that is what you're trying to do with meditation is you have these thoughts and emotions come up. It's important to see they're there, not pretend that they don't exist, not try to force positive thoughts and emotions in because that's forcing and if you can't force and be peaceful at the same time and now this is a difficult process I'm still working on it I'm definitely tons better than I was about six months back when I first started this and it's like building a muscle it's just like going to the gym or just trying to work out a muscle group it's the same concept so by doing this you're eventually able to get to a point where it's more and more easy to not allow thoughts and emotions to distract you and worse, control how you perceive yourself, how you perceive the world and then act with that perception based on those potentially negative thoughts and emotions. So that's key. If you're able to do that, you're able to have a much healthier mindset. And that's a huge part of the mind wellness, how you treat yourself and how you perceive life and how you perceive the world around you. So now we've covered wellness of body, we've covered wellness of mind, and now finally, wellness of spirit. Stay up to date on all the latest content and announcements from The Motley Experience by visiting themotleyexperience.com forward slash connect, then enter your email address and become a member of the Insider Weekly Newsletter. Experience your world. Retcon Industries provides tailor-made music for professional wrestling, podcasts, trailers, and more, while also releasing their own original music. I personally have used Retcon Industries for professional wrestling, and also for this podcast. All the music you hear in this podcast is by Retcon Industries. For more information, go to www.retconindustries.com or email my good friend Greg at retcongreg at gmail.com. You can also visit them on Facebook and Instagram at retconindustries. Spirit is sort of an aggregation of all of this stuff and then some. The key of spirit is spirituality. Spirituality can look different to different people. Some like to adhere to an organized religion, whether it's Christianity or some, you know, Hinduism, whatever it might be. They ascribe to that. They follow that. They love that sense of community. They feel safe in that environment. That is fine. Again, as long as you're not hurting anyone else or trying to force your beliefs on someone else, do whatever feels right to you. There's a growing movement that might be attractive to a lot of people. That is the spirituality movement. It's not atheistic at all. It's actually believing that God is in everything. If you believe in God, about the universe, that everything, there's a connectedness. That's one thing that links all types of religions and spiritualities. There's a sense of communion or belonging to something that is greater than yourself. So that's a key part of spirituality, is just to be a part of that. And if you are atheist, this doesn't mean you have to suddenly force yourself to believe in a God, but just believe maybe in the universe, maybe believe in some sort of cosmic energy, just or even just believe that if there is nothing that created this or put you here, that at the very least that you are a part of all of this. Um, that is an approach that I personally have found is much more uplifting much more positive, much less lonely um, than some more nihilistic approaches and thoughts. So once we have that part of the spirit's wellness figured out, we then input the healthy body, the healthy mind. If you're not of healthy mind, it's going to be very difficult to be of healthy spirit. Because if you think everything is crap, it's going to be hard to be kind and loving to the outside world and to work towards a purpose. And purpose is another part of healthy spirit. It doesn't have to be this massive purpose. If you're a parent, your purpose for now, because purposes can change, can just be to provide your child with all the love and care possible so that they can go into the world as a strong individual, a strong and healthy individual. That is an example of a purpose. Uh, or uh, what I've read because I'm trying to find my own purpose and part of that discovery process is this podcast here because I love communication, I love sharing ideas, is look for what you're passionate in, look to see where your talents are, look to see where that talent and passion can combine and then use that combination to further some sort of cause or to help somebody. So one example is say you love writing, you love reading fiction Nonfiction, whatever your interest is in, maybe your purpose could be to write a book that you're passionate about, that you're interested in, that maybe is inspiring or uplifting. And even if it's not inspiring, maybe it's entertaining. Maybe it takes a reader into a different world and it distracts them from whatever is happening in their life today. That could be your purpose. There are so many different levels of purpose. A lot of people think, oh, my purpose needs to be this. Massive grandiose concept of saving humanity Maybe it is or maybe it's something as small as just helping uh, the elderly community in your neighborhood It really could be anything as long as you're doing something where you're using your talents You're using your skills. You're doing something you're passionate in to help someone Outside of you. It could be a community. It could even be one person so to do that that all falls under the spirit pillar you need to have healthy body to an extent because again if you don't have a fully healthy body wellness that's going to bleed into and impact your wellness of mind which in turn impacts your wellness of spirit So in order to have a full comprehensive wellness package, shall we say, you need each one of these three pillars to be as strong as possible. So if we're going to look back and do a quick summary with body, you want to make sure that you're very conscious about the food you're putting into your system. You want to be very conscious about making sure that on as close to a daily basis as possible, you're doing some sort of physical movement where you're getting up and stretching. Um, just a quick aside, I had a lot of a lot of uh, lower back pain and tension because I would commute over two hours round trip and sit at a desk for about eight to nine hours. And it wasn't until a physical therapist told me that hip stretches, which I did not think were connected whatsoever was something that I actively needed to do, would tremendously help alleviate the stress did I really begin to fully recognize and realize the importance of full body stretching because your entire body is connected. And uh, if you ever get a deep tissue massage, you'll find this out firsthand that parts of your body that you thought had nothing to do with another, actually if they're tight, they end up in tightness and muscle groups all over the place. So diet, movement, critical for body wellness. For mind wellness, you want to meditate, you want to practice mindfulness, you want to get to a point where you can acknowledge the thoughts and emotions that are coming to you. And this is difficult. And I'm not saying I've mastered this by any means, but it's an ongoing activity. It's an ongoing process exercise for me. And it's just continually building that muscle, that brain to the point. And even when you reach that point, you want to keep going where you do not allow these thoughts and emotions to control your life. You see that they're there, you acknowledge them, you listen, hear them, because maybe it's something important, um, but you're also able to discard them if necessary and move on from them and continue to live life. You don't want to perceive the world through this lens that has been dirtied, that has been tarnished by these thoughts and emotions that are essentially coming up from, hurt points of your psyche from your childhood from growing up from whatever trauma you might have gone through which is another point of a healthy mind dealing with the emotion and mind therapy is a massive help Uh, just doing that work to figure out what your trigger points are why they're trigger points and how you can do that work on yourself to alleviate that pain from from your inner body So that's for a healthy mind, and for a healthy spirit, it's getting to some sort of communion with something larger than yourself. It could be a community, it could be a church, it could be like-minded people, Uh, it could be just seeing the connectivity in nature and seeing God or the universe at work, the magic, the mystery, and everything. Something that's awe-inspiring that makes you go, wow, there's more to the world than just me. I am not the center of this universe. I am a part of it. And not in a bad way. You're not a cog in the machine, but you're a part of this big magical experience. Or at least to some degree of that. Again, I'm not trying to force a viewpoint on anybody. This is just an example. This is just what I've seen and experienced myself. Also, purpose. Work on trying to find your purpose. You'll be a lot happier doing work towards your purpose, whether that becomes your main occupation during the day or just a side occupation. As long as you're doing something, Where you feel not only are you using your talents, not only are you doing something you're interested in and passionate about, but knowing that it's doing some sort of greater good, however you define greater good, really helps make you feel centered, helps you feel connected, and that in turn kind of cycles back and helps feed the health of mind, the wellness of mind. So all of this, again, is connected. I do want to point out that this is a never-ending process. You're never going to be a hundred percent healthy in any of these. It's a constant evolution because life will throw you curveballs all the time. Things will happen to you, to loved ones, to the world all the time that will make you question everything. There will always be new science coming out, new ways to be healthier of body. Um, new trigger points that you'll find people will hurt you or you'll see others get hurt that will affect you mentally and spiritually so it's a never-ending process and I know this can sound exhausting and tedious but it's in some respects very very beautiful because the journey never ends and even when you do reach that point and it ends depending on your spiritual beliefs maybe that's just another chapter again completely up to the individual how they want to go about this so This episode, this Big Idea episode, the very first of its kind, has been about wellness. It's a topic that is near and dear to my heart and has been for the last six plus months as I try to be better on an individual basis and be a better community, um, a part of the community of the world. Um, That's what this podcast is about. There's so many fantastic facts and stories and ideas, and I just want to discover them, and share them with as many people as possible. I think it's one small way that I can lend some assistance, some information, lend whatever talents I may have to the world. So that wraps up this episode of Stuff Explained. I would love to hear from you guys what you thought of this Big Idea episode what your philosophies, what your beliefs are, what your experiences have been in trying to achieve better wellness, mind, body, spirit. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at Motley Experience. That's M-O-T-L-E-Y-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. Make sure you add the hashtag stuff explained. And again, share those ideas. I'd love to hear from you, love to start this discourse. If nothing else, this can start some discourse and people can start finding things out for themselves and doing their own research and coming to their own conclusions. That would be a job well done for me. So again, hope to hear from you guys very soon. Thanks for listening. Stuff Explained is written and produced by me, Aristides Marousses. Music is produced by the talented Greg Massey of Retcon Industries. Visit themotleyexperience.com for more thoughtful original content, and you can also find links to the sources used for each episode of Stuff Explained. Like us on Facebook at The Motley Experience. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Motley Experience, and use the hashtag Stuff Explained. If you like this episode, leave a review, subscribe, and share with a friend.